Hey guys, I'm gonna keep this short, but if you aren't already aware, I started a GoFundMe. Why am I doing this now? What could I possibly need money for? I'd like to be able to pay my actors. I'd also like an easier time editing. But in order to do that, I need your help. The link will be down in the description below. I'll be running this ad for a little while. And if you can't donate, I would greatly appreciate just you sharing it with people. Get the word out there. Let's make this the best horror podcast on the internet. Thanks. This podcast deals with disturbing subject matter. Listener discretion and headphones are advised. Hey guys, so not a whole lot of extra stuff to say this week. We are being narrated by Delivery Pod, who hosts the Delivery Podcast as well as the new Love Talker Podcast, both of which will be linked down in the description below. I think this is a really unique episode, and I think you guys are in for a treat. So let's get straight to it. It's time to open the door to mind, to mind. Sit back and listen to true horror. But be careful of what you allow in. Because it's time to go through, through, through. This week's story is He Who Preys on Minds, hosted by Phantom Necromancer to r slash creepypasta. My childhood was never an interesting one. I lived in a small town in rural Pennsylvania. As I said, it was nothing special. Now that's not to say everything was sunshine and rainbows. My family was very conservative. Conservative. Therefore, I was not able to express myself the way I wanted. Love who I wanted to love. Dress how I wanted to dress. Well, not just my family. The whole town was like that. It was not fun if you could tell. Overhearing your mom talk about homophobic shit to the rest of your family makes you feel unwelcomed by your own family. Because of this, I spent a lot of time in my room or I'd take walks in the park nearby and helped clear my mind, find some peace in the constant negativity around me. That's when I found something I've never seen on my regular hikes. It looked like a crumpled and slightly burnt piece of paper. With nothing better to do, I just walked up to it and picked it up with one hand. I carefully tried to uncrumble the thing. I didn't know how fragile it was, and I didn't want to find out. Finally, after a bit of fumbling, I was able to see the contents of the page. It looked like a collection of sketches and scribbles, as if whoever drew them was in a hurry to get the idea across. The drawings were that of a tall man. He was wearing mostly black 
though the jacket he had was sleeveless, I think, revealing black and white striped sleeves. His face, though, his face seemed to be featureless, or at least lacked any human ones. Instead, in their place was a series of odd cracks. cracks. That's just what the page was. Just the same man drawn over and over again with the name Mr. No Face, Face. scribbled on the side, taking up a good chunk of the damaged page. I looked up from the thing and, and looked around myself, trying to figure out exactly the origins of the page. Finding nothing, I carefully put the drawing in my jacket pocket. I decided to head home. Once I got home, I immediately went to my room and placed the drawing on my desk. I lay down on my bed and without realizing it, I passed out. The dream I had that day was something, to say the least. I opened my eyes to find myself back in the woods. It was pitch black and all I could see were some of the trees around me. I walked forward for what felt like hours when I spotted the moon. The moon was bright, really bright. I could stop staring at it. Then I heard a crack, then some more. The cracks started forming on the moon. At least I thought it was the moon. My body grew underneath it until it looked like the figure from the drawing. It floated down to me. Arms outstretched, beckoning to me. I could feel warmth, like a loving warmth. I felt safe. It's weird, I know, but I didn't feel afraid of this thing at all. I embraced it. Its limbs wrapped themselves around me. I looked into its cracked, featureless face and started to crack some more. Its pale flesh flaking off, revealing raw red stretches of meat. More of its face flaked off. Suddenly, I felt very cold. Underneath the cracked flesh was a mess of human eyes and teeth that looked like it was haphazardly slapped on red muscle tissue. I started thrashing and struggling to break free from the creature's grip. The eyes were looking around in all directions, suddenly stopped and turned to meet mine. It looked deep into my eyes. I woke up with a gasp, still trying to process what happened. I wasn't in my bed. In fact, I wasn't in my house at all. I was on the front lawn. I felt this blistering heat on my back and quickly got up. The house was on fire. The police don't know what happened. I was the only survivor and I thought to be a suspect until they made me take a lie detector test. Still, everyone in the town thought I was responsible. A friend has let me live with him for the time being. Life has certainly gotten better. I'm surrounded by people who accept me now. I feel safe. I Through the Fog is recorded and edited by Hopkirk. Intro and outro by Katie Kemp. For more stories, go to www throughthefog.org. We'll be back in two weeks, so keep your eyes on the fog.